let me congratulate Jake, our producer, for graduating college. Round of applause, oh, Bruce. Congratulations, buddy. Way to go, Jake. You put this at the beginning. Clip it, put it in the beginning, use it as the intro. Getting a degree is not easy. You did it. And you work for the biggest podcast in Rhode Island. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. They say home is where the heart is. So I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 13 of Doubly Negative. We have started this recording a few times, but the connection has dropped. I think we're good now, but we had a, we had some issues. But we're here. We're working. We're going to work through it. Playing injured. Kyle, how are you doing? Hi, Chris. Salamat pagi. Aku baik. Kamu juga? Uh, what the fuck did you just say? Oh, sorry. It's just that um, I know that every single person that listens to this podcast finds it really interesting that I'm living in Bali. So I wanted to share a little bit of the local language. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So we're starting off hot here. So I'm just going to set the table. We're going to cut right to the chase. So we received an email from someone that I consider a very close friend. Um, I've known him for a long time. He's been listening to the podcast, but he had some things to say about how we've been conducting ourselves lately. Some of which I agree with. I'll be completely honest. And I think you feel the same way I do, Kyle. I do. Yeah. I think he made some really valid points. Yeah. And, you know, he put he put some genuine thought into what he was saying. I'm going to be honest, some some of it is um, still kind of bothering me. And I know when I initially sent you the email, I was surprised at your reaction because you said, I agree with him. He had a lot to say about what we were talking about and a lot of things that uh, you brought up in general. Well, yeah, so um, I'm kind of a self-hating person in general. So when somebody says they don't like me, I'm like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> but um, so I think in addressing this, he, he seems to kind of value the same things that we do, which is honesty and authenticity. And I think there's no better way than just sharing what he's said to us and we, we can kind of respond and go off of it. And that, that way, the, the listeners can kind of uh, make their own decisions, too. They, they can hear what he's saying and, and maybe we'll get some more responses, too, because no, no matter what he said, I really do appreciate that he's listened and replied, because if one thing is abundantly clear from his message is that he has been listening. Yeah, no, and he he's a he's a really smart guy and he's someone that I, I truly value as a friend. Even if some of the things he said I may be not happy with or but like I understand where he's coming from and I think that's the biggest thing is just understanding, taking that feedback and growing from it. And I think even if we don't agree with everything he said in this email, we're going to take some of his advice and we are going to grow from it. We're both just amateur podcasters. If you even want to call us podcasters, we're just two guys with microphones that record ourselves talking. And I think he has a lot of good things in there that we can take from that and grow from. But that doesn't mean I don't disagree with some of the things he said in the email. So, yeah, are you OK with that? Because if I'm a listener right now, I'm screaming, what the fuck? Just read it. It is. It's a lengthy email. It's not that I'm lengthy. not so sure. Come on. Come on. Let's do it. Come on. Um, All right. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I mean, we can summarize. OK. All right. OK. So I am now reading as our critic. In the spirit of your first episode in Radical Honesty, your podcast has gone off the rails. It's not a show about the deeper things. If anything, it's just become more shallow every episode. Below is a sort of disjointed list of points. There's a too long didn't read at the end. First. First paragraph, I completely agree with. That's fine. Yeah, me too. Because we did start about talking about depression. 
and being upset and mental health things. And we kind of drifted off. Like we talked about free will, which I think is, is a deeper thing, which he doesn't agree with, but we got pretty shallow for a bit. And I think part of that was Chrissy being single and, you know, maybe trying to sound cool. I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's um. Well, the, the next few paragraphs uh, have some juicier things that we can respond to. So here we go. First, just to answer the question posed in episode 11, I am definitely tired of hearing about Kyle and Bali. He doesn't do anything interesting, and he's just a normal guy, but not in America. There's probably something to be said about the privilege that allows him to move to a country where his currency is worth more, but whatever. Okay, to be fair, we asked, are people sick of hearing about Kyle living in Bali? I think you asked that yourself. I definitely did, because like I said, uh, I'm always very weary of sharing about myself because I don't even think of myself as interesting, so. Yeah, but but to to refute that, I do find your lifestyle very interesting. And I've had other people reach out to me and say, hey, I, I want to hear more about what, what Kyle is doing in Bali. Because I think a lot of people, they have a similar lifestyle to me where they work that nine to five. They come home, have the weekends off, enjoy the weekends, and it's back to the grind Monday through Friday. So it's nice to hear from the other side, someone that's doing something that some people don't have the balls to do. And me personally, I've always like appreciated your boldness in doing what you did, dropping everything taking the risk of that steady paying job and going to Bali and living a simpler life. I've always admired that about you. I did too. You know, before I did it, um, I read similar stories of people that are like myself now, and I, I was interested too. Maybe the issue is that we've covered it already. Um, maybe we've been repeating ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think we started this podcast with the intention of talking about mental health, and it wouldn't hurt for us to get back to the roots of what we started this for. I mean, and maybe we drifted off of that because maybe we were a little happier, you know, and we're just talking about what's going on in our lives. But yeah, I mean, we, we have talked about what you're doing in Bali a lot, and I can understand some listener fatigue, but um, honestly, we were just taking feedback we were getting from others that said they wanted to learn more about it. But honestly, but if there's probably something to be said about the privilege that allows him to move to a country where his currency is worth more, but whatever. Okay, so do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, it's kind of a, it's a very provocative statement, especially with the, with the word privilege that is a provocative concept. Um, on the surface, I know exactly what he means. Sure, um, we are privileged to be born in one of the richer countries in the USA, and I am privileged to be able to move. But what more does there need to be said about that? Uh, am I supposed to apologize to somebody or I, I don't know, maybe I'm putting words in his mouth, but uh, I took that as a little bit of a, a sarcastic and condescending thing. Yeah. And, and to be fair, it's always tough to judge the tone of something you're reading over text, whether it's an email, text message, whatever it is, right? So if this conversation would happen face to face, you'd understand the tone, the inflection, and you'd be able to pick up more of the cues and see what the actual intention was behind of course. what he was saying. So, um... I understand what he is saying, but what can like what are you supposed to do? Just not go live in Bali? Something you want to do because you have the the ability to? Like I don't. Yeah, this is a. And we probably sound super ignorant right now. Something that's very important for us to to say is that we're just two morons with a microphone. Yeah, we said okay. That. We don't talk. Yeah, we don't come up with ideas. We just hit record and we start talking and see where it goes. We may say some stupid shit. We may say some ignorant shit, but just know deep down we're good people. 
Okay, we don't mean to offend anybody. We're just two guys talking. You put anyone in front of a microphone. Well, we'll, we'll get to that more. Th- that that comes up a little bit more, but but just for this in particular, privilege is a. It's something that's relative, right? Like wealth is relative. Um, even somebody that's poor by our standards might be rich by another person's standards. So one thing I don't really like when certain people on certain political spectrums talk about privilege is they're looking at it not relatively, but uh, what's what's the other word? Like almost statically. So they're saying we have privilege. Those other people don't have privilege. But Privilege exists in a variety of forms. So while you might say that some of the people I now live near don't have money, I think many of them are much happier than those in the United States. So you could say that they're privileged uh, in relation to a lot of the people in the U.S. that take antidepressants, for example. It all depends on that specific that specific person's perspective on life. Like, where do they get their happiness? Is it by having money and being able to afford a lot of things? Or is it living a simpler life, living by the beach, having more freedom and doing what you want to do it depends on each per- it's, it, it depends on each person yeah i don't know if jake should cut that out oh i should and i definitely did okay next paragraph ready okay next paragraph you guys really really want to be anti having political opinions but also believe people always need to say what they believe sort of contradicting not having political opinions makes you just as boring as all these straw men you two create who only talk about work or whatever all right so this is a juicy one do you do you have anything like, what's your immediate reaction to that? Um, so my reaction to this, I'm not anti having political opinions. I just personally don't have many. And I don't think me not being strongly affi- affiliated with a side makes me a boring person. I just talk about different things. Like, you don't need to have, I don't know. What do you think? That, you, you summed it up perfectly for me. That That's exactly how I feel. It's... Yeah, it's not that I don't have political opinions. It's that I find them mostly a waste of my time and energy. Most of the political concepts that people talk about, I think, completely miss the point. And yeah, maybe I'm privileged to not have to feel the effects of certain things, but I just don't care. Yeah, but I mean, that that is a valid point. Like we are in a position where we don't have to care about those things because we do have that privilege as he stated earlier. Yeah. And this isn't me like backpedaling or trying to be safe, but it's true. And at the risk of repeating myself from previous episodes, I think these same things that we might be talking about that you might have political opinions on, they're wastes of time for almost everybody who engage in them. There's the people who are actually affected by them. And then there's a huge group that, again, virtual virtue signaling, but we'll get back to that too. I don't know. I yeah. think I think we um, did express a lot of political opinions, especially when we talked about um, the Black Lives Matter thing. I think that I think that we really put ourselves out there in that one. Yeah, we talked about it. We didn't go like too crazy into it. Like I think, oh god, this is tough. Um, we talk about it, but we don't get like too deep into it, and that's what could be bothersome, I guess, because we're kind of like we know what's right. Or we know what we think is right. I mean, we're on the side of obviously Black Lives Matter. Like, and if you don't understand why that's being said, you're completely missing the point of why it's being said. Oh yeah, that that's exactly it. That that's well said, Chris. Because that's exactly it. Most of the political issues that people talk about, I think, are so goddamn obvious that it's not even worth saying. Of course, Black Lives Matter. Of course, women should have the right to choose, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what do we do about it? I think the things that people are spending their times doing are mostly a waste, and I don't want to be engaged in that. And also, I don't think it would matter anyway. Things you could do to improve the situation wouldn't matter? Is that what you're saying? Or I don't think there's anything I could do. And I think that's where people get upset, because they think, 
well, when they hear you say they don't think there's anything you can do, that's where the conflict comes in because they do think there's there's something you can do. And those same people probably aren't doing anything. But here's another thing I want to bring up about the email. Okay. I mean, I personally throw a lot of blanket statements out there. Like there's something we're going to address in a later paragraph of this email um, that he's completely right about. We made some sexist comments in the last episode. And the way the reason it comes off that way is because we throw out a blanket statement. We act like all women don't have hobbies because that was the, that was the comment we made. Women don't have hobbies. They're all clingy and they don't know what to do when men aren't around. That is an extremely sexist statement. And hand up. I apologize for that. I don't. But you say you don't. No. And this is something I wanted to address, too. And uh, I, I think I don't want to be held responsible for every single sentence I say. I want to be judged based on the context of my overall message and tone. And even though we were talking about that sexist things, they're clearly sexist. Nobody would say they're not sexist. I say they're sexist. We were doing so with humor and while reeling back sometimes and giving the counterpoint. I think we were doing it quite responsibly. So while there were many things that we said were sexist, they're, they're jokes. And uh, I think this dude that sent us the message is a fan of comedy, if not a comedian himself. I'm not sure exactly. But um, come on. No, I mean, I understand that. But I feel like the world we live in now is a, it's a lot more touch and go. Right. There's a lot of things you can't say. And I mean, this is another thing that was brought up in the email. Me always talking about I don't want to get canceled here, which maybe I pepper in too much. But that's just because I'm genuinely worried that if we say something slightly off, that someone's going to get mad at us. And guess what? We said something off in the last episode and someone got mad at us and it's someone that i value as a friend so it's sent like i've had like a a roller coaster the last two days emotion wise after reading well, the email, fu funny funny you. enough dude uh i think this is a good thing to touch on because all right let me just read that paragraph because it comes next anyway he says very few people get canceled you guys focus on it too much in comparison to things you don't focus at all on it mostly feels like both of you have trouble with being made uncomfortable, yet you both think being uncomfortable is essential to living. Now, that is a paragraph that I totally agree with, and I I've spent a lot of time t telling you particularly that being canceled is, it's kind of a, a baseless worry in my opinion. And I, I do understand it, we've talked about it, but I think this is an example of you being made uncomfortable. And me too, I was made a little bit uncomfortable by this email, and I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for two reasons. I think it's good because it's starting a dialogue, it's uh, helping us improve. And also, um, my whole message in a lot of this stuff is that you're going to say things people don't like. I think that's totally okay. Yeah, and that is okay because no matter what, like, you're going to say things people don't agree with. We happen to record ourselves and put it on the internet. I have people that are Republican in my life. I have people that are more liberal. I'll say things that they don't agree with, but it's okay because I still like you as a person i like hanging out with you even though we don't agree on everything that's okay like i don't have a problem unless of course there's like some extreme viewer like you're a nazi yeah you're fucking stupid you're not gonna be in my life but you know what of i course. mean yeah and um when you say like we're not trying to hurt anyone we're good people blah 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 i agree with that and i hope that comes across i hope that somebody who listens to me talk for an hour will come away knowing that i don't want to hurt anybody i hope that's clear if it's not then maybe you don't want to listen to me talk. That's okay. The thing I don't want is somebody to listen to my podcast and then take out one sentence when I say women don't have hobbies, for example, because if you listen to me talk for the, the, the two minutes before that and the two minutes after that, 
you'll find that that's not really what I'm saying. Yes, that's what I'm saying, but it comes with caveats and humor. So it's not really what I'm saying. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it definitely makes sense. And I think in that situation, we're both talking from personal experience. Like we don't mean to throw a blanket over all females. We don't mean to throw a blanket over like half of the population. We're just saying like from our experience, we've been in relationships where the females didn't have hobbies. And I think we need to improve in that facet where we actually explain that. From my personal experience, this is what happened. Not just say, girls don't have hobbies, they do this, they do that. Because it's not always true. It's not true for a lot of them. Well, here's a micro point too. Here, here's a micro point about that is like, you have to speak in generalizations or you can't say anything or it's going to take too long to say anything. If I say the sky is blue, that's a blanket statement. Do I have to say... The sky is blue, but sometimes it's green and sometimes it's raining. The grass is green, but sometimes it's like you have to say if you're going to communicate stuff, you have to take risks and say blanket statements sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard because the world we live in now, you really have to be careful what you say because there's a lot of people that could get offended. And speaking in generalizations, especially when it comes to what we were talking about last episode, it could really piss someone off or upset them. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I I don't know. I think we kind of uh, addressed the sexist thing. That comes a lot later in the email, but um, did, did you want to say anything else about that? Because I, I think I have already. I mean, we were talking about girls in general, so we're going to make some jokes and we're going to say some blanket statements. But I would say some things that are equally harsh about guys. Absolutely. I have a lot of bad things to say about guys. We just haven't really – it's not really our focus. I don't know. I have – Guys I, I have girls. I have more bad things to say about guys than I do about girls. Yeah, so maybe we'll make that a focus of the next podcast or something. I do put a lot of focus on it just because it's something I worry about. I worry about my public perception and I worry about like, you know, I have a professional life I have to worry about. So that's the reason why I bring up, oh, I don't want to get canceled. I don't think we're actually going to get canceled. We're not big enough to get canceled, right? But I'm just worried about my personal life my work life. That's fair. Uh, okay, so I'm going to read the next two in conjunction. Virtue signaling is not as bad as not participating in these causes at all. It's literally better than nothing, and y'all are spending so much energy just complaining about it. Just because a lot of people are posting the same thing doesn't make it bad. It's like your movement hipsters. Oh, everyone on my timeline is saying that, so I don't really like it. Kyle spends a lot of time denouncing fake social media people despite mostly having a social media profile of photos of him on the beach or at bars. Yeah. Boom roasted. <laughs> Boom roasted. Well, no, I mean, for that, here's 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 my thing. So I, I had a conversation with this person yep. afterwards and it went really well. I was honest. I apologize for the things that I said that may have been offensive because it is true. The blanket statements like I need to explain a little bit better and just, you know, help people understand that that's not what I think about the whole population. Right. But one of the things that came up was people on social media posting those things about those causes. And I said, well, I want people to be real. I want people to show them their real selves and not just do that to look like a better person in the public eye. Right. So when it comes to the other part of the paragraph talking about what you you're at the beach or at the bars, that's what you do. That's Kyle. That's the real Kyle. You're not posting a fake Kyle. That's that's just what you're doing. You know what I mean? I just want people to be real. Well, I think I would respond to both those points with the same general idea is that, of course, social media is a tool for presenting yourself to the world. So you get to decide how you want to present yourself to the world. 
the first thing he's talking about is is the causes. And he says it's literally better than doing nothing. Well, that's a blanket statement. And it depends on your personal goals and how you want to spend your time. Personally, it is not better than doing nothing because there's other things I could be doing and literally anything else would be better than doing that. So for me, it's not better than doing, uh, doing nothing is better for me personally. And yeah, I do see his point uh, about me on social media. And this is a, a criticism I've had of myself. Uh, I've been very introspective about how I, uh, whatever, right? And I'm not even going to say how I presented myself as a mistake or not. But let's go with the idea that me posting myself is fake or whatever. Let's just go with that for a second. People are allowed to make mistakes. Me talking right now is not the same person that posted before. I stand by many of the things I posted and some of the posts uh, I've made, I, I do agree is fake because one, one concept we've talked about is people only posting the good, right? So I think that would be the criticism of my own Instagram, for example. I've only posted yeah. happy stuff. I haven't really posted the sad stuff. Well, that's a valid criticism, and I see where that's coming from. Yeah, I'm a different person today than I was when I posted that stuff. And and these days, I don't really post as much. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about that. Yeah, you don't post much at all. But honestly, I mean, we do preach being real. And like you said, you don't post the sad stuff. No one posts the sad stuff. Like, I mean, there are some people, but that those like I feel like we don't post the sad stuff because we don't want to seem like we're crying out for help. But, but then again, um, I, I have posted my short stories, for example, and, and podcasts I've done. And, and I've started posting this one, too. And, um, and I wonder if he has looked deeper into that stuff. Because one criticism I'll have of his criticism is that I think he's maybe being a little bit too quick to judge on the surface. Some of the points I make, uh, he makes, I think, are intentionally obtuse. I think he's uh, missing the point sometimes almost on purpose and i would use the sexist thing as an example i, I think I, I could be wrong but i think maybe he's too quick to be outraged without listening to us really talk well i mean he's obviously listening to us talk he listens to the podcast but that's all he's listening well what i'm saying is so he, what, what i'm saying is i made the point earlier that okay so we had maybe for example let's say we had five minutes with the central message being girls don't have hobbies Within that five minutes, we did reel it back and explain that we were joking and explain that it's a generalization. I'm absolutely positive we did because that's the type of people we are. Did he actually hear those parts or was he so triggered by us saying women don't have hobbies that he kind of disregarded the rest? Does that make sense? Uh, it does make sense, but he's the type of guy, he um, he definitely listened to it all. He He takes the information, he digests it, he doesn't pick apart certain parts that he has issues with he's he's the kind of guy that will digest the whole and write the summary afterwards like for example he listened to episode 11 episode 12 all the way through and then made his assessment and wrote this email so he's not the type of guy to just make the one judgment off that one segment he's digesting it as a whole here's a here's a good example of what i'm talking about this is a really short paragraph he just says there are literally scientists kyle said he wasn't sure if there were and there very much so are okay yeah clearly but i think i said about a minute about why i said that and i think if he actually listened to what i was saying and i'm sure he did listen to what i was saying but he's responding as if he didn't listen to what i was saying of course they're scientists but i was saying that even a lot of the real scientists today aren't really looking for the truth like a true pure scientist from the definition of the word scientist a definition of the word scientist would be looking for the truth many scientists are biased towards a viewpoint they already hold so they're not doing science anymore. 
That's my point. And I think I made that clear. I hope I have now. I think you have a tinfoil hat on and you're a conspiracy theorist because why would science ever steer us wrong? Of course I do, Chris. Say that again? Uh, of course I'm a conspiracy theorist, Chris. Oh, I kind of am sometimes. I'm um, I'm a very selective conspiracy theorist, but we can't talk about that. You saw what happened to Alex Jones. Okay, so I, I don't know if we're going to go through the whole email. I, I, I still think... We, we can go through a lot more, but um, yeah, but one criticism I have about his criticism again is it's really it really comes at it from a negative viewpoint. He's he's not really telling us what he would like to hear us talk about. He's just saying what he doesn't like. And another thing that I don't find helpful, for example, is saying Kyle's entire no free will argument is uninteresting and useless. It mostly seems to serve as a reason for ignoring things. Well, I will personally admit that my entire free will argument comes from Sam Harris who has many fans. He wrote a book about free will. He has lectures about free will. There are clearly thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or millions of people that find the free will argument very interesting and very not useless. So I don't know. I guess I'm just going off a little bit about this, but I would find it more helpful if he says, talk less about this, talk more about this or something. But it's it comes off as really harsh and negative, a lot of this. Yeah, for sure. And I agree. The whole free will, as ridiculous as it may sound to some people, it may sound interesting to others. And it's a profound topic that- It blew your mind when we first talked about it. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Because it, it I mean, to me, I find it interesting. I think it kind of holds some weight. I don't know if it's 100% true. I think we're not going to get back into it because here we go again, falling back and talking about free will. But it, it's it's a very interesting topic and it's 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 thought provoking. You know, when you hear Sam Harris talk about it, you're like, okay, I mean, I can't refute that because I'm too stupid. So I have to take some of this seriously. But it's just, it's, I just, it is interesting. I think it is interesting. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. You don't have to agree with it, but we're talking about it. Yeah. Because we find it interesting. It's our fucking show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, I do want to pull it back and say that uh, on the whole I do really appreciate this and it's it's giving us something to talk about so no like I I lo I love this person he is a great guy I've known him forever like I think if you guys hung out together you would really enjoy each other's company I think so too we we never hung out we had a, a class or two together but any anyway the, the very end of the email was it, it actually kind of made me laugh because he he goes off on this and uh, I would call a lot of it very harsh and he says, this isn't meant with any harshness, just concern. <laughs> and I felt a lot of it to be like, I, I, the way I took in the email was this is kind of harsh. Yeah, I, I think I used the word harsh to myself while I was reading it. And then that ends, this isn't meant with any harshness, just concern. But, it, but again, just to repeat myself, um, if, if there is genuine concern, and, I, and I'm speaking directly to you now, uh, the author of this email, uh, guide us a little bit. For example, if you're trying to, uh, I, I don't know, if you're, if you're trying to teach someone how to do something better it's more useful to say this is a positive behavior than harp on these are negative behaviors because if you harp on the negative behaviors it, it makes us focus on them which is, is what we're doing right now whereas if he just said you know i'd like to hear you guys talk more about this i think that would be more helpful yeah the constructive criticism is always welcomed like we want to improve we want to be better people even if it comes to us needing to be more sensitive and not using these blanket statements well, I don't think you're as guilty of it as I am. I use a lot of blanket statements, and that's where... No, that's I'm, where... I'm definitely guilty of it, too. Yeah, and I mean, this this email that we got, it, it's only going to help us going forward. We're going to know, okay, people don't want to hear this. This is what's getting people upset. 
I need to be more specific. I need to, you know. I know I've been going off a lot right now. Um, I just want to go off one more time and then I'll give you a lot more space. Is that okay? I mean, you take all the time you want. You lead this podcast. I'm just the guy that says, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this this was the harshest thing in my opinion. The tone on this is very harsh. And this is the standalone paragraph. I studied social skills online in quotations. LOL. Fucking kill me. I stopped listening here. Now You can't end an email <laughs> with this isn't meant to be harsh and then also have so, that in the body of the email. When I've said that on the podcast, I know how it sounds. And I can understand that sentiment. But at the same time, I did study social skills online. And I find it quite offensive to diminish someone's uh, someone's education. So, for example, if you said I studied Spanish online or I studied anything online, to, to laugh that off and to... Um, what's the word, to dismiss it, is uh, it's, it's pretty rude. And just to go a little bit further about my own, and maybe this is something that I should have said in the first place. I was very socially inept as an adolescent and as a young adult. Um, social skills were not something that came easy to me. I was bullied as a kid for being fat, and I was very, uh, I, I'm a people pleaser by nature. So basically, I didn't know how to how to really be myself. So when I had friendships, I was presenting myself as a fake version of myself. I was being who I thought other people wanted me to be. And to date girls, which was a really big goal for me, I had no idea how to do that. I was always the nice guy. I was always the friend. Girls never found me attractive. So when I did study social skills online, it was largely with those goals of, of getting better friendships, of dating girls. And actually, this, the, the material I studied helped me a lot. I, I cannot I cannot overstate that. I learned a lot from material that I studied online and it helped me a lot. I, I went from being very unsuccessful uh, in dating particularly to being quite successful. Yeah, so I do understand how that sounds, especially without greater context. But again, fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck you. I did study it and uh, it's something that's important to me. It's really important to me. So, yeah, I don't think it's fair to dismiss it. <laughs> I don't think it's fair to dismiss it either because, I mean, it's like someone getting their bachelor's degree online. You know, some people don't have the time to go to an in-person college. They go and get their bachelor's degree through other means. That doesn't mean that bachelor's degree is not valid. So you study social skills online. So tell me a little bit about that. Was it a course? Was it something you enrolled in or was it just research you did? Um, It probably started out with research but i happened upon a channel and i know i'm gonna get destroyed for this i already know i'm gonna get destroyed for this and it's gonna be more oh, oh, it's no. gonna be more fucking kill me but hey i want to be honest about it and i do think there's a lot of positivity especially because okay so this is something people don't talk about because it's embarrassing especially today it's embarrassing to admit that you might have the desire to do better socially. It's embarrassing to admit that you don't already know what to do. People, there's a lot of talk about just be yourself and you'll find the right one or whatever. It's bullshit. People don't know how to be themselves. Being themselves is, is true. That's what you should do. But it's not easy. Uh, we're, nobody teaches us to be ourselves. So the main channel I found on YouTube is a company called Real Social Dynamics. And they got their root in a lot of PUA stuff, pickup artist. And, and this is where I know I'll get destroyed because they have a terrible reputation. But the thing is, um, it's actually basically a self-improvement, self-development company that used PUA as a vehicle. So, so basically, um, the best way to explain this is a lot of their concepts 
Um, and, and they've they've changed. They've pivoted now. Now it is all self development. But in the start, they would use talking to girls as a way to explain greater concepts. So so just to go with uh, the one example of be yourself, they would explain that being yourself and expressing yourself authentically and, and not being afraid to uh, get rejected, for example, is a positive behavior uh, in the dating world. But it's also a positive behavior in the world in general. So they would explain these concepts and they would say, if, if you want to meet a girl, you should express yourself authentically and you should take risks. Don't be afraid to get rejected. But, but these principles are overarching and they're universal and they'll help you get jobs and they'll help you get better friends. So uh, basically, it, it is, uh, it, it, they did start as a pickup artist company. And I know a lot of people listening to this are going to be like, oh my God. But uh, personally, I, I grew a lot from it. That's, that's what I studied, a company called Real Social Dynamics mostly. Yeah, so... I want to touch on something you said a little earlier. Well, there's two things I want to touch on. You being uncomfortable or not having the social skills and you're you're seeking out this this help. One, you don't know which help like you you fell on this company, right? It wasn't like referred to you or anything. It was just something that you saw when you did a quick Google search. Um you actually recognizing that you don't have social skills or didn't have social skills at the time and trying to improve from it. So even if this information is kind of frowned upon in the public eye because of how they started, it depends on how you take that information and how you apply it. Absolutely, well said. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this, Kyle. I don't. No, 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 it's cool, it's cool. That's that's a good jumping off point because they do have a checkered past actually. There was one guy in particular working for them named Julian and he was canceled hard like years before canceling became a big thing um he had to go to he had to go on cnn and apologize because uh a lot of his material was seen as very sexist and even before that happened i would watch julian's videos and uh and i would know that some of his stuff was a little too dark for me and the way the comp this company operates is they have uh, a number of coaches. There, there was probably like eight or nine guys, right? And they all express their own particular styles and their own beliefs. And it's designed that way because everybody's going to gravitate towards different approaches. So, for example, Julian was really polarizing. People were either going to hate or love him. And like I said, some of his stuff was pretty dark. And uh, so, so I was able, you know, even at a young age to watch this material and say, all right, well, he's got some good message, but some of it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's how I'd respond to that. I, I'm similar to you where like, I also don't have any social skills, but I haven't really like uh, looked into improving them. I just kind of try improving them on the fly. And it's taken me to the age of 29 going on 30 to be like, okay, I think I can hack it. Like I know. Like even actually to go back to a few episodes where we talked about like me going back into the dating game when I was single, needing Kevin's help, you know, like I, I just didn't have those skills at the time. So I relied on him, even if he's not the best person to rely on, because me and him were are, are two different people when it comes to relationships. Yeah, exactly. So so basically this company, it had like eight or nine Kevins, right? And and Kevin is a guy that does have social skills, right? So you, you, you look at Kevin and, and you say, he has something that I want. And a lot of the things he says, you're not going to agree with, and you're not going to want to use them. But some of the stuff he says, you're going to say, yeah, that's good. I'm going to, I'm going to copy that myself. And, um, 
if, if you were looking at this company, for example, you would say, all right, well, f- five or six of those Kevins, I, I don't really, I don't really resonate with, but there's two or three Kevins and, and there are too. There's like, a, there's a couple of guys that were like really nice guys. They never said anything bad towards women. They just had a different style. So, so you kind of pick and choose, you know, it's almost like uh, it's like anything else, like math teachers, for example, going up and going through school, you have a different math teacher every year. When you have a good math teacher, you're going to learn more. And when you have a bad math teacher, you might not even like math anymore. That's what happened to me. I had a few bad math teachers in a row and I went from a kid who really liked math to not liking math. So yeah, anything you study is is similar. Yeah. And like, like I was saying earlier, it depends. It's on the person that's digesting this information to pick and choose what they think is right for them or right in general in the public eye. If someone overall has a bad character, but they say some things that are okay, they're still a shit person, but they said something that you could take out of it that you could take from it rather. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know if this is something we've touched upon in this podcast, but like the people that have been canceled, Kevin Spacey, was he canceled? Kevin Spacey was certainly canceled. Yeah, he uh, liked little boys. That was what he liked. Right, right. So personally, I still love Kevin Spacey films and TV shows and stuff. I, I can I can watch them while still holding the understanding that he's done some not so great things. And, and the same with all, all those people. Like I, I think it's entirely possible to separate people's words from their character. And that's something that I did appreciate in a lot of this email, the criticism we got. I really did like that for the most part, for the most part, he attacked our words, not our characters. I do think some of the tone attacked character a little bit and that was the part that uh, rubbed me the wrong way but I, I i think that's something important to take away is that because he, he even said straw men right that that's a philosophical logical concept it's called ad hominem ad hominem i believe is when you attack someone's character rather than their logic and that's not an effective argument tool so yeah it's 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 good to avoid ad hominem like if someone says you don't something you don't agree with you don't say hey you're an asshole you say you said this and it's wrong because x y and z and for the most part this guy did that and i do appreciate that yeah and i mean we've talked about this for almost 50 minutes now like i said love this guy i don't agree with everything he said but we're gonna take it we're gonna grow from it and i think we should get back to our roots let's let's get back to the mental health stuff let's use this as a wake-up call Okay. And I hope after he listens to this, he still thinks I'm a good friend and he can appreciate me being honest and not sugarcoating things, saying I agree with everything because that's just not the life I want to live. That's not the world I want to live in. I live in a world where I can disagree with people and still consider them close, valuable friends. I don't like the people that completely cut other people out of their lives because they disagree with them on certain aspects. Absolutely. So we're going to take this. We're going to grow from it. We're going to get back to our roots. And I guess that should bring us back to one of our original segments, our mental health check-in. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about our dicks. Okay. <laughs> no, the dicks are the dick check-ins are gone. Sorry, I got um, I got I got one more thing here. So there's a couple times, and I'm not going to read it or quote it, but um, he has referred to some of the things I talk about as pop psych 101. There might be some validity in that. I did not earn any sort of degree in psychology. However, I view that largely as uh, similar to the uh, criticism of the social skills discussion. I think it's really dismissive and condescending. Um, I don't think it's fair because, again, what are we doing? This is a podcast where we talk about our opinions and we we talk as people that are learning and growing. And it's really... uh, 
well, what do you want? You want me to not talk about psychology if it's something that I'm interested in? And, and also, that's something it's, – it's really easy to dismiss someone and, and come from a, a very like condescending, I'm smarter than you ground. It's really easy to be a critic rather than to actually put yourself out there. So no matter what you're talking about, I could say, oh, that's pseudoscience. Oh, that's pop psych. Well, all right. Then tell me something I don't know. Well, what's something I can learn from? Because even though some of the stuff I say might not be researched as thoroughly as it could be, I still think it holds value. It's still something I'm learning from. And people that I've talked to in my real life think it holds value. So, uh, yeah, again, once again, I'm going to say, eh, fuck you, dude. Yeah, I mean... And I say that, again, with the larger overall context of I do appreciate it. <laughs> See how I can do that? I can appreciate you while also saying fuck you. <laughs> oh, God. Um, if you want to tie that back into what you said about, like, former social media posts and how you don't agree with some of them now, it's because you're growing as a person and you, as a person now, looks back on you as a person then and says, eh, probably shouldn't have posted that that's kind of lame but overall you're growing right and it's the same thing with what we're talking about now i'm sure if we're doing this podcast in 10 years we'll look back at our first 10 episodes and say what the fuck were we talking about what were we saying i think so too yeah and but that, that i think that's a sign of growth it's not a bad thing to look back at your former self and cringe i do it all the time time hops my least favorite app because I look back at things I said and I say, wow, why the fuck would I say that? Or why did I think that was something that needed to be posted on the internet? And it's because I'm growing as a person. Putting yourself out there is a vehicle for growing faster. Exactly. Because we get feedback like this. When you put yourself out there, you open yourself up to feedback like this and it helps you grow. But, and that's my criticism of this criticism, that's not helping me grow. Calling myself Pop Psych 101, I don't know what to do with that, dude. You want me to study something different? Then give me a suggestion. Just dismissing what I'm saying is not helpful. So that's why I took that particularly harsh tone uh, when I said what I said. And you know what I think would be interesting? And if he's willing to, if you're listening, if you haven't turned it off by now and you don't hate me and want me to die, um, we would love to have you on to have a conversation. Yeah, dude, I, I would too. He's clearly an intelligent dude. Um and uh no he's he's a super smart dude and he's got his head on straight he knows what he wants yeah he's not afraid to you know give this criticism to me like and and that's one thing that like i appreciate it in a way because you know he cares enough about me to send me this email he took a lot of time he put a lot of thought into this he's concerned yeah and he's he's looking out for me even if i don't agree with everything he's looking out yeah all right so i was trying to transition to mental health checkups and then and then yeah please please transition okay so thank you yeah absolutely we'll refer to you as emailer because i don't know if you want your name said but we appreciate what you said we don't we don't agree with all of it but we will take that information and improve going forward so thank you and if anybody else has anything that they want to say about our podcast what we say we are open to all criticisms doubly negative pod at gmail.com if you want your email read on the podcast and you want us to respond to it if it's good enough we will talk about it yeah if you don't want it read if you just want us to read it privately and and not respond to it we'll do that too so you know you don't have to you don't have to be worried about any uh of, of this type of thing yeah because we're we're two guys just trying to be better at what we do that's all and if we're offending you, if you disagree with some of the things we say, if you have something interesting you want to add, let us know. 
If you don't want to email us, we have an Instagram. Let us know because we're we want to learn. We want to improve ourselves here. Yeah, the, the worst result of a podcast, and I've had this in the past. I've done a few podcasts. The worst result is just radio silence. Uh, you start to wonder, you know, even if you're, you're seeing the views, you start to have this feeling like, is anyone even listening? And uh, that was, uh, I said it before, I know, but I'll say it again. That was like one of the main points I got from this email. I'm like, damn, someone's listening. That's cool. You know, if, if he doesn't like it, that that's fine. It, at least somebody's listening. Yeah, they're digesting the information. They're they're listening to the words that we're speaking in it. And that is a cool feeling. Even if they don't agree, like I, I like talking about this stuff. I want to hear the other side of my point of view. Like I want to understand why people are thinking that way. I want to try to you know, become a better person and understand and be able to accept people for who they are. Me too. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's take that email and grow from it. I want to get back to our roots. How are you doing mentally? Mental health wise. We started this, we were both depressed. I know we both go through ups and downs. It's not always good. It's not always bad. Right now, how are you? Uh, I'm pretty good, dude. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't think, uh, I think if we read that same list of symptoms, I don't think I would identify with uh, nearly as many of them. I've had a lot more energy. Uh, I don't find many of the same things that I used to find difficult a few months ago. Difficult. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good. That's awesome. And I think that has a direct correlation with you being back to where you truly want to be. We shouldn't talk about that too much. It's not really interesting, me living in Bali. But, but yeah, I, I think a lot of it has to do with that. Yeah, just being back in that routine that you enjoy so much and it makes it easy to get up and go to the gym because you know you have this to do afterwards. This as in whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? Me personally, I've been pretty good. Things are going really well. I took a little bit, like a week off of training. One, because I got the vaccine and my arm was sore, so I took a few days for that and then my back was all jacked up. But I am back... I went back yesterday, I'm going tomorrow, I'm going Friday. I'm back to wanting to do things to improve myself. Good, good. How, how, what does that look like for you? Um, honestly, just eating healthy, taking vitamins consistently, and um, going to jujitsu. That is when I know I'm feeling good. And, and you know what, honestly, uh, last night, I didn't have the greatest night at jujitsu. I gassed out really quick in the rounds afterwards. My back started hurting really bad and, you know, whatever, I got through it. But I didn't have the greatest night as far as my roles went, but I was still very happy that I went and I felt really good afterwards, just moving around a bit and um, doing what I'm supposed to, what I feel like I'm supposed to. That's the most important thing, man. And uh, especially if you're doing it in times of adversity, then uh, I, th I think you deserve to feel proud of yourself. Yeah, because I mean, obviously there are times and I, that's what I fell into, like almost finding excuses as to why I couldn't go, you know, like, oh, you know, my back's hurting. But I know there's been multiple instances where I've had like some sort of injury that was muscle related and I went and my muscle injury didn't hurt when I was there because I was moving and stretching it out and it felt better while I was there. But even knowing that, I'm like, oh, I can't go because of this. Right, right. Yeah, and you usually know too. Uh, you can usually tell when whatever you're dealing with is too severe and, and you know it's detrimental versus when you're just using it as, as an excuse. And it's so easy to use it as an excuse. And it bothers me. Like the nights that I know I'm using an excuse not to go, I'll think about it all night and it'll really bug me until I go to bed. 
And even the next day, I'll beat myself up over it. Uh, so here's some radical honesty, actually. <laughs> I have a medical problem of my own. I, uh, for the first time in my life, uh, well, actually, let me tell you what happened first. Oh, boy. Um, I went and visited a waterfall uh, on the weekend, a really beautiful waterfall. And there was, uh, there was a big group of us. It was all Indonesians except for me, I think nine or ten of us. Shut up. Nobody cares about you talking about that. <laughs> I don't know how to not mention it once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no no we're being we're being salty but it's 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 funny so there was a group of uh there, it, was, uh it was six motorbikes we all went on motorbikes and um we love you so we drive two hours up to the waterfall uh we swim we hang out and then um and then i should have changed my underwear before the drive back but i didn't and we drove another hour back towards home. We stopped at a restaurant and sat there for about two hours. Oh, boy. And then finally, we finished the journey home. So for about four hours or maybe even more, I was wearing damp underwear. And can you guess what happened already? I got jock itch. You're chafing like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, clip that. <laughs> Jake, cut this out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Keep it in. Clip it. Yeah, I got jock itch. No, that's um that does not sound fun and dude, it sucks, man. It fucking sucks. If we're all being honest, I've gotten it. And it's awful. Oh my god, man. You have, you have some Lotrimin? I got stuff like that. Um I bought a cream, I bought some antifungal pills and I bought some powder. And uh, the harshest thing is like, it's a it's a catch 22. I gotta apply the cream to make it go away. But when I apply the cream, it's essentially scratching it and then it activates the itchiness. And man, it's so hard not to itch it. Oh my God, it's awful. You have to slap it. It's like when you get a new tattoo and it's super itchy and you can't scratch it, you just gotta give it a, give it a slap. Um, man, it's miserable. And of course I gotta be sidelined from, uh, from my whole game. I can't be having sleepovers. We don't call them sleepovers anymore. We call them fuck fests. We call them sex. Yeah. That was one, uh, that was one thing that the, the emailer didn't like. He didn't like that. We weren't talking openly about sex, but I thought it was pretty open in a humorous way. Yeah. I'm fucking dude. <laughs> the story behind the slumber party thing too. Me and Kyle recorded a podcast and he referred to it as a slumber party because he has some of these <laughs> sleepover compatriots that listen to the podcast now. We're, we're growing, all right? We're huge in Indonesia. Don't check the numbers, but we're huge in Indonesia. <laughs> so we're just protecting Kyle. That's all we're doing. But rather than refer to them as slumber parties, it's something we thought was funny. So we just ran with it. So we recorded an episode, the video cut out. We were going to have video for you guys. But the platform sucked and we found a better way to do it, but without video. So we just tried to keep hanging on to that joke that we thought was funny. And at the end of the day, if we think it's funny, this is our show. I'm laughing at it. You're laughing at it. It's a little joke between us. We'll fucking use it if we want to. That's right, buddy. So I, I can't do that because um, I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not, but a lot of a lot of the websites I saw, this is, of course, pop medical science. Um, but a lot of the websites I saw. Stop. Okay, come on. Too salty. We're getting too salty. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's pop medical science 101. But a lot of the websites say that it's contagious, so uh, I can't do anything like that. And dude, I definitely can't jerk off because that would be a nightmare. So, eh, uh, that that's not fun. And just having it is not fun in general. So uh, anyway, we don't need to talk too much about my balls and dick. But this is a dick checkup, 
and things are not going well. Well, thank God you're not taking the dick pill still because you would just be closing it in the refrigerator. Oh, man. Just anything to... <laughs> it would be the perfect storm. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, we've been going for like an hour and four. Jake's going to cut it up a bit. We'll probably be at around like 50 minutes depending on how mad he gets at us for responding to the email. You don't think Jake's going to like that? No, I mean, Jake was like, hey, like we need to entertain. We need to actually take people's criticism seriously, which I we are taking it seriously. But he's, you know, he's a producer. We got to listen to our producer. So I hope he understands where we're coming from here. So I'm going to take this as my cue to give my two cents on the whole criticisms issue that's really been the main theme of this episode. Maybe this should have been earlier in the episode, but then again, fuck you, I'm the editor. So here we go. I personally think that a lot of these criticisms and critiques could and should be traced back to me in the end. I am the editor, I am the producer, there are definitely things I should have been more proactive in editing out, some things I should have left in for the sake of clarity, so that's all my fault if there's any confusion on that end. Um, I always do my best to edit these to make them the most entertaining things possible, to give them the most optimal conversation flow, I guess is the right way to say it, and really to make these two look the best I can because they're putting a lot of time and effort into this and they really deserve to be shown in the right light. Going forward, I'm going to do my best to make their points as clear as possible. Um, I don't think I really misconstrued anything intentionally, but if I did, again, I apologize to both them and the audience. Now that that's covered, um, in the future, we're going to do our best to grow and collaboratively shape these episodes together so it's not as disjointed as them talking and then me trying to shape it into something in post. We're going to grow, we're going to develop as a team, and we're going to continue making the best possible content we can for you guys. Now, feel more than free to go back to your regularly scheduled bullshit. Obviously, Jake, this is me and Kyle just talking. You can cut all this out or you clip it. Do something. I mean, you're the producer. You do what the fuck you want. We don't care. Uh, I do care a bit, but yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty clear I think it's pretty clear that when there's stuff of substance and then when there's not stuff of substance, and I do trust Jake in general, so I'm not worried about it. No, he's done a bang-up job so Certainly far. has, and uh, largely thankless, so I do want to say thank you, Jake. Yeah, and honestly, I cannot wait to get him in here. Now that he's graduated, we got to get a GoFundMe going, a doubly negative GoFundMe where we get this guy a car and he can be involved in the episodes as well. Or maybe, uh, or maybe an OnlyFans because we have mentioned in the past that he's quite the looker. Oh, he is quite the looker. I don't know if you saw his Instagram story today, but... Look right now. I can't whistle. Fuck. He, uh, he posted it down to 155. He's got the long curly hair. Yeah, I'm going to take a look right I now. Might, I might have screenshotted it. I might use it as spank bank material. That's, that's oh my, my business, God, though. look at him. He is looking ripped. Oh, my God. Yep, he is ripped. Yep, 155 could put me in a pretzel. He's looking like uh, Rolo from that show Vikings. Yeah, real, real nice and ripped. Nice beard. I'm a... I'm, I'm a little bit hot and bothered, and that's not nice with my jock itch situation right now. Yeah, you can't even jerk off. So, Jake, see what you're doing? I can't do what I want to do. Jake, come on, man. Don't Dude. post this shit. <sighs> I hope he clips this and puts this in the beginning, us talking about him being attractive and having great hair. <laughs> and you wanted to jerk off. <laughs> Canceled. Canceled. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, we can wrap this up. If I gave you any empty answers to things you were saying just know it's because i was only responding to what i could hear because there was a uh, lot of you you handled it really well then because i didn't notice anything that was bad because there were times where i was like picking up parts of it 
and then it would cut out completely and I would just hear the end and I would be like, okay, I think he was saying this, 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 and this. I'm sure some of my responses sounded kind of empty in comparison to what you were saying, but... I think it's all good. Um, thank you for listening to episode... I'll start over because you cut me the fuck off. Thank you for listening to episode 13 of Doubly Negative. I want to reiterate, we really appreciate the feedback. I know we disagree with some of it, but we're going to take that feedback, learn from it, become better people so at the end of the day we really appreciate everything you said and thank you for taking the time to write that up for us because that's one i agree if you have anyone listening if you have anything you want to say like i said doubly negative pod at gmail.com if you have any feedback for us things you want us to do better things you want us to talk about more please let us know because that's what this is all about growing, learning, and becoming better people. So, thank you.